What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is your Wednesday show. And what I decided to do since next week, just as a reminder, next week is Hip Hop Week. We're celebrating Hip Hop's 50th anniversary. We have three big episodes. We have the Monday show, which is the top 50 albums of hip hop history, in my opinion. We have Wednesday, the top 50 songs in hip hop history, which is my opinion. Then Friday, we have Libsy coming back on the show to promote his new single called Secret City featuring Rick Ross. So we have a lot of things going on next week, but there will be no wrestling talk. There will be no um, comic book talk. None of that stuff. It's all about hip-hop next week so i wanted to make that clear and just remind you guys one last time so because of that i decided because i was going back and forth and i know what i said on monday i said on monday um that it would be us revisiting secret invasion which we are i'm actually going to even i'm going to mix this into a hodgepodge show when i say that i want to touch on the marginetti dark side of the ring that i just watched a few hours ago I want to touch on Secret Invasion just to go back on that and give some final thoughts and conclusions on that. And I also want to um, just give, how do I put this? Just kind of give my perspective on some other things that's been going on. Like I said, I touched on some things here and there, like last Thursday show. Um, if you guys missed it, that's in the, because I know I, I know for a fact I had some people who DM me and say, hey, um, you didn't do any predictions. Yeah, I did. They're in the archives. It was, it's, it's an official episode. It dropped last Thursday. Check it out. Excuse me. Civil War there. Um, I'm going to have the numbers all messed up because I legit uploaded all three episodes of the hip-hop show um, for next week and a bunch of shows at the same time. So I, I, the numbers are all out of whack. But um, I'm going to touch on a bunch of different stuff. So let's start with the Dark Side of the Ring Marty Jannetty stuff. So... It was what I expected. Um, the world according to Mario Gennetti. It's um, I was already pretty aware of his story already. Um, I do not have Facebook, um, so I don't follow him at all. I wouldn't follow him if, even if I did. So just to give some background, do you guys like when I do background? Give background. So Mario Gennetti was tag team partners with Shawn Michaels. That's why when you guys hear people say the oh he's the Genetti of the team that's what they mean, um, and so I think Al Snow had a great line at the end of this episode. Just I'll, I'll say it to, to you guys later, but essentially they were the, the Midnight Rockers. And they were in the AWA and they had a feud with the Rock uh, with um, the Midnight Express, and it ended up being a very bloody affair. Actually, that was the match that put them on the map, and they were also known to party. Um, they were the partiers. They did have a stint in WWE that lasted one week, and they got fired because of their partying. Um, I, I kinda, I, I'm kind of confused on this story because Shawn Michaels has told essentially the same story, but like essentially they were supposed from from the way Marty Janae told it and the way Shawn Michaels told it. The only difference was Shawn made it seem like they were just trying to stay low and keep out the way. 
Marginet may seem like they parted their way out. I, I, it's some, I think it's semantics at that point, but um, at the end of the day, they end up losing their job the first time. They end up working in the independent scene, then getting back on the radar of Vincent Man, then they brought him in. And they had themselves a hell of a run. They never officially won the WWE Tag Team Championship. It's the one time they did win it. Air quotes, new air quotes, new air quotes. The rings, the ring ropes broke, broke, and it was on uh, I think the Saturday Night's main event with the Hart Foundation, who were the champs at the time. And the match was bad, and uh, essentially they just took the belts away from them, and they never. Get, and that was their one chance they were going to win them, but because the match was so bad and the ring ropes had broken, I believe Bret Hart kind of made a stink of it. Um, they Vince Man said, no, let's, let's just forget this even happened. So, essentially, they never won the titles. They will both end up going on to win gold, um, tag team gold as well, and uh, other stuff as well. Um, they end up breaking up in one of the, probably the most classic breakup. Oh, shit, dude. I want to say, and I'm, I'm not going to remember everything here, but I think at that time, to see what Shawn Michaels did to, did to Gennetti, that was really, really violent for that time in WWE. You just didn't see things like that. They're on the barbershop. It's an interview show with Bruce the Barber Beefcake, who was an interview head for this show. And essentially, they're trying to get back together. And Shawn Michaels super kicks him and then puts him through the barbershop window. And Janae was bloody. He was bloody and pretty in a bad way. And you did, you did not see that at that time in WWE. That was very violent. Well, we all know what Shawn Michaels went on to be. One of the greatest to ever do it. Hall of Famer. Mr. WrestleMania. All that good stuff, right? Uh, Mario Gennetti ended up having a lot of personal issues and things that um, he... And, and I was so glad that Al Snow was up talking head, Brutus Beefcake, Pat Tanaka. Uh, it was one more talking head, I can't remember his name. But they essentially said, no, Marty Gennetti is responsible for his own act. Has he had bad luck? Yes. However, he's done a lot of it to himself. So I'm glad his friends, even though all of them said in the end of, in, the, in their interview, they said they love him. But they also said, no, dude, like you need to own your shit in this too. So I was glad they said that. I was glad they did not edit that out. Um, but essentially, once they went their own ways, Marty Gennetti just couldn't stay out of trouble. He had DUI after DUI. He, uh, I think his license was taken for 10 years. He was known just to date strippers, getting a bunch of fights, and very, very just stuff you need to get away from, you know, when you're trying to get healthy. And so Janae actually tells this story, and his friend in, in, this, in this episode says you need to be careful because he can't make some shit up. Um, that he's about to commit suicide. And he says, if you're a real God, you're going to give me a sign. He's a pile of cocaine. He's going to sniff it until his heart explodes. And Shawn Michaels calls his phone. And this is in 2005. And I remember this reunion because it was so random. And um, But this is when he was feuding with Kurt Angle. And, so they, and, and, and Kurt Angle kept bringing back people from Shawn Michaels' past. So he brought back Sherry Martel, Marginetti, etc., etc. And they had a match. The match was actually really good. I don't remember who they wrestled. It was a tag team match. And I did not know that they brought Marginetti back and they had signed him to a contract. I did not know that. And Janae says in the, inter- in, uh, in the interview, he says, yeah, they told me, hey, if you stay on the straight and narrow, you can make a million dollars this year. That's crazy to me. You know, because he would have been nothing more than an enhancement talent. And um, and I'm, I'm like, that's very, very interesting. Um, so 
there was that apparently like he got arrested a week later because he got and he marginate did not tell the story it was someone else that told the story in in the the show but essentially what happened was he got arrested because he was dating a stripper they got into a huge fight she called the cops on him and he got arrested and he lost his job and that was his last chance i was like damn that's that's not i want to say it's bad luck but someone who had worked in the industry someone who had dated dancers there's a lot of healthy dancers out there, a lot of dancers who don't do drugs, a lot of dancers who get in get in, in the industry, make their money, and leave. If you're dating the toxic ones, though, oh, you're a toxic motherfucker yourself, dude. You just are toxic yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I really can't feel bad for you, you know, because that's kind of what goes with that territory, you know? Um, but afterwards, like, he apparently he has a really bad ankle. Um... And he also, like, blames God for a lot of stuff. Um, look here. The Bash of the Beach one was just funny because it's... You have Vince Russo, you have Eric Bischoff, two well-known liars speaking their, speaking their side in a story that's so utterly ridiculous that I don't even know what to fucking say, right? This one is more of self-inflicting wounds. Um, I am I am happy to hear that. They asked him how his relationship was with Shawn Michaels to this day. He says it's good. He says that's they they, they he says after 2005 it, their relationship got really good. Um, he claims his Facebook was hacked doing the whole daughter thing. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he said that he had fucked his daughter, but it turns out he wasn't his daughter, and and it was his daughter or whatever it was. He says that was a whole Facebook hacking thing. So I'll leave that there, whether you believe it or not. I'm, I can care less if you believe it or not. It's not my thing to judge that. Um, that's what he says. Um, excuse me. I'm recording this at 2 in the morning, by the way. Um, and then apparently, I forgot about this. I completely forgot about this. But apparently, he uh, he had said he had murdered somebody. And the cops had investigated. Said there was nothing that, you know, they found to, to, to corroborate it. But... Like, apparently, he told Al Snow this story that some guy tried to molest him and he killed him. He told Al Snow this story. And in case you didn't know, the reason why Al Snow was interviewed is because Al Snow was a part of the new Rockers uh, that they brought back in 96, which they looked utterly ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, and about that, they feel like, uh, Marty Jannetty felt like the Shawn Michaels, in order to fuck with Marty, suggested to Vince McMahon that they bring back the Rockers and make it the new Rockers. And a lot of people in this interview said that Shawn Michaels was kissing ass. Al Snow was hesitant to say it, but he said it. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, Shawn Michaels has always said he's never not owned his dictum in the 90s. He's never not not owned that. Does it make it better? No. A lot of people have probably felt they had their lives ruined, their careers, whatever. But he's he's been owning it, you know. So that's take it take that for whatever it's worth, I guess, you know. I'll leave it there. Um, but apparently, like, he told Al Snow that story in the 90s when they were the new rockers. And they, they the, the producers posed a hypothetical, and he showed them where he used to work at and all this other stuff. This was, this I, I don't even know what to think about this episode because it's what I expected. And it was a way to end the, seri- uh, the, the season, that's for sure. Um... A lot of people care about Mario Gennetti. And, and Al Snow said a line, and that tells you guys that we, we would touch on it. He said, a lot of people use the Mario uh, you're the Gennetti of the tag team. And he said, you'll be lucky to be that. And you know what? Mario Gennetti was good. 
Like, you might not notice, but Marjane is a two-time former tag team champion. I think he won one with the one, two, three kid. I think it was like a day-long reign. And the other one was, I can't remember with who. Matter of fact, let's just fucking look it up. I don't know why I'm even trying to. Let's see. Marty Janetti. He is 63 years old. I would have not guessed that at all. And I do find it funny. I did not know this until um, today. Yesterday, actually. I did not know it, but when they when someone's a subject or someone is interviewed on Dark Side of the Ring, they see the show the Monday before it airs. So it airs on Tuesday nights, they see that Monday. I was always wondering why people... Like, I'm looking at this now. Let's just look at this together. Mari Janetti denies accusations made in Dark Side of the Ring before it airs. Here we go. Yeah, see? Yeah, he... he <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck. Anyways... Um, yeah, because Russo had made some comments last Monday about it feeling like it's not what it wasn't a fair editing job in there. Um, I don't know why people. Why do you guys keep doing the show? That if you guys feel like this isn't, fa- I, I don't. Um, you know, what, let me keep my fucking mouth shut. Let me. What the fuck am I looking for? Why is Mario Janae's name in the Urban Dictionary? That's the weirdest shit. Um, <laughs> that's very fucking weird. <laughs> that felt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe that felt, I think that came off as a little racist. Um, I don't quite understand it. Why is he in the? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, that's. Uh, I learned something new today. Um. Anyways. Um. Look here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, he's a one-time tag team champion, but it was with the one-two-three kid. And but. My point was, he also was a one-time Intercontinental Champion. He beat uh, Shawn Michaels for that. And actually, I believe him and Shawn Michaels had like a match of the year. They did because of that match. Um, they had a great match. So, uh, so hey, look here. Jannetty, when he was um, on point, he was good. And when he wasn't, you get the uh, the Facebook Marginate. So, that's... Um, that's unfortunate. I, I look here. If you're a fan of Mario Gennetti or you were or whatever your situation, look, look here. I remember the one time I saw him at a con. Now, it wasn't a con. It was some wrestling event. I don't remember what it was. I I don't remember the name of it, but I remember I, I met Ron Sims there. I met Sabu, Bobby Eaton. I think that was it. But um, I remember seeing him there. His table was empty at the time. But I remember then his his table got pretty packed. Look, he he in his he's a part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And if you go off, and I don't know if they could ever put this guy in the Hall of Fame because who knows what he would say with a fucking loud live mic in his hand. I for that alone, they couldn't do it because he's such a ticking time bomb. He's he's one of those people that's gonna go in posthumously. He he just is. He just is. Like, Shawn Michaels is one of the rare cases that's going to go on three times. Him and Ric Flair have had three different careers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ric Flair had the Horseman. Ric Flair had Evolution. Ric Flair had Ric Flair. Ric Flair's already in twice. You know, Triple H is another one. Evolution, DX, and Solo. Shawn Michaels, the Rockers, DX. They just, it just, it's, it's, they're a very influential tag team. Without the Bucks, you're not. Well, excuse me. Without the the the, the Rockers, you're not getting the Bucks. Period. Bomb line. You're not getting a lot of the shit you see. You know, you, without them, you don't get uh, Chris Jericho and Lance Storm as a tag team. Like they are very influential. So, 
Um, I would suggest watching it if you're a fan. Even if you're not, it's it's a roller coaster. That's for sure. Um, it's but it's it's what I expected. So, and let's revisit Secret Invasion. So the director has said a number of things since. So there was an interview he did, the director, before before the show where he said all will be answered. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson said. You need to watch Secret Invasion to understand the Marvels. I thought that was utterly bullshit, utter bullshit, excuse me, but whatever. Then we saw Secret Invasion. I think you can go back in the archives and check. The first three episodes, I loved the slow burn because I'm sitting here thinking like all the answers are going to be questions, all the questions are going to be answered. So I'm sitting there like, all right, I can deal with a slow burn. The thing that kind of confuses me is when people who have watched Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad said they can't deal with a slow burn. Like, that was... Speaking of fucking slow burn, Jesus Christ. Those were slow burns. Well, anyways. Then we get the fourth episode, the fifth episode, the sixth episode. And I was like, oh, really? That's that's what they had. Now, apparently, I've learned more about this since. Apparently, they were a, a bunch of reshoots. I did not know this about the show. So apparently it was supposed to be based on apparently the first draft of this show that was filmed was Russia invading Ukraine. Well, guess what ended up happening? Russia actually invaded Ukraine in real life. I understand that. I can that I 100% understand why you wouldn't want to see that. If you guys didn't know this, and I can't make you guys like it even if you guys did, I loved Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But the reason why it was so different from what we were told before, or if you read the entire stuff before, is because it was actually supposed to be based on a global pandemic. And they had to go and do reshoots, not because, well, technically because of the pandemic, two, twice. So one, because of COVID, and two, because of COVID, because they didn't have to take up the global pan, pandemic stuff out of the uh, out of the scenes. And so that's why when you see that final fight with uh, Gaia and... Uh, Whatever his name was, Gravik, like that's why it's like that. That's why it's just like two people fighting because apparently that wasn't the last fight. Apparently the, the final fight was actually actually the real Nick Fury versus how that would have gone. I don't fucking know, but that was one of many reshoots, which was why the show cost two hundred twelve million dollars to make. Which I was like two hundred twelve million dollars. What for what? Oh no. But anyways. Then the director came out and said, Marvel fans want too much. And, 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 I, and I said something to someone on Instagram, which I usually don't do, but they messaged me saying fans want too much. I said, yeah, dude, I want something when the director says all answer, all questions will be answered. You could fuck off my timeline, fucker. And then he shut up. And he hit me in DMs like, oh, my bad. You know, I said, yeah, don't just don't comment on shit, dude. Like, I'm not the one to get. I won't even get. I normally don't even respond to shit like that. But he was trying to be cute. And legitimately, everybody who responded to that particular person's uh, board or whatever was saying, oh, yeah, he did say that. He did. Everyone everyone said it. That's why everyone had posted on that particular thing, because it was literally under the the interview that he said everything would be answered. So now you're commenting, commenting to it's like legitimately killing someone from Southside hood and then trying to hang out in Southside with your lady. No, you're in the wrong hood, my man. You're about to die. So, anyways, I, I, you made a bad you made a bad show, homie. Don't put this on the fans. Expect too much. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Playboy, you're talking to so. I'm speaking for myself in particular. 
I have watched everything except for season one of, of that group show, which I'm not going to watch. Oh, no, and what if? I've not watched all of what if. But I have kept up with literally everything. I've invested my time, not just because of this show. If I didn't just, if I, even if I didn't, even if I didn't have this show, I would still watch it. I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan. I'm a comic book fan. I would support the art. But don't put this on me because you made a bad show. Now, is it all the director's fault? No. But this is why you don't talk like the way he was talking. Now, do I believe Secret Invasion is essential to the Marvels? I have no clue how it would be essential to the fucking Marvels. Just being 100% honest. From looking at the trailer, it doesn't look like... It, it's, it's attached to it, obviously. But it doesn't like it's essential watching. I think that's just a way of promoting your fucking show. And here's my thing. My final take on it is, now that I've had a couple weeks away from it, overall, it was a bad show. The first three episodes had promise. And they started out with a bang because you had to reveal, like, who this, who, who you, had to, you, had, you had to reveal a scroll. You just had to. And you did. You revealed that Everett uh, um, Ross was a scroll. Cool. All right. When did that? We, we still don't know when these, we still don't know when these people were taken, though. If anything, this is essential viewing for Armor Wars. Because now, whenever Armor Wars drops, questions, now that's when we're going to. We're hopefully going to, get to, going to get the reason of what's going on. He clearly wasn't a scroll all the way back in Civil War. He was not. There was no way he was a scroll back in Civil War because if you actually look at it, what he was wearing, he's walking normally without that those leg braces. All that's a diversion. He could, and if you think about it, the, the scene in Endgame where the Thanos blows up their the Avengers compound, he can't even walk. He's crawling. You know, so. Like it's clear it's not that far. So it's right. It's clearly after Endgame, before uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier, or right after Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So that's clear. And look here, I normally like this type of stuff. I normally do. Look, here, if, if the director would say, "Hey, yeah, just so you know, this is this is just building blocks for the, for the final phase, uh, for the final Endgame of you know this phase," cool. I wouldn't have been as excited. I just would not have been. Um. But because I'm thinking this is going to be not necessarily a contained series, but like something that you can just enjoy. Like example, this is something you can't just watch alone because it, there's really no ending to it. You know what I'm saying? Like you look like essentially you have Maria Hill who dies and she's dead, I guess. And then that's really all it's, it's TBD. You know, and so it's for me, I'm just like, uh, I, I'm good on that. So, yeah, I, I, I think overall it was a bad show. I did enjoy the first three episodes because I thought what I was getting was, all pun intended, the end game, which that was not the case. That's where that is right there, personally. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, these series have not been great. Wasn't this the first series of this year, by the way, for Marvel? Wasn't it? I think it is. I think it's the first series of this year, you know? Um, yeah, and it wasn't good. And we do have Loki coming up. Loki, I, I know we saw the, the new trailer for that. I think all we have left for Marvel this year is Loki and the Marvels. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to Loki. No, that, that's being too... Not, I'm not actually looking forward to Loki. I'll watch Loki, but honestly, I'm good either way um i'm not excited about the marvels at all um 
I may go watch it just because of where I, st- I live at. Well, first of all, when I lived in Colorado, there was never a packed movie theater. So I couldn't I could not complain about that. Living in Atlanta, there was always fucking packed movie theaters. Um, but even where I live now, it's not packed. So it's one of those situations where it's just like, cool, cool, we can make that work. Um, but I think that those are the only two things left for Marvel this year. You know, so that's going to be very interesting. Um, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be cool watching it, you know. Um, I'm actually like I said, I, the the one thing I'm look, I'm not even looking forward to Secret Invasion. I'm not um, Secret Wars. I'm actually looking forward to Captain America: Brave New World. I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of all that, you know. Um, so yeah, but anyways, I want to revisit that because you guys were like you guys were very surprised. I got, I got a ton of messages like, "Dude, who, who, dude, are you okay?" I was like, yeah, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> um, but no, I do appreciate it. And yeah, I just, it just, I didn't want to do it, but you know, I had to, I guess, unfortunately. But anyways, that's your Wednesday show for this week. Um, next week, I'm going to remind you guys one last time, it is Hip Hop Week. Celebrating the 50th year of hip hop. Three big shows. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're already recorded already uploaded it's gonna it's going down we have monday the top 50 albums in hip-hop history record in my opinion wednesday the top 50 songs in hip-hop history in my opinion and friday libsy returns with a big announcement on his family life which i'm very happy for we have one of the worst transitions in the history of the show because libsy completely threw me off my game and we also have him talking about his single secret city where it features rick Ross. So I am the slow chemical. This is your Wednesday show. You guys enjoy the rest of your week and I am out.